Hey, we're back again this fine Monday afternoon, and welcome to Local Matters with moi, Judy Duke. And I have a uh, friend of mine with me this afternoon, Mr. Earl Stevens. How you doing, Earl? Fine. I'm very good. Well, good, good. You're looking very good. And your wife, Phyllis, will say, hey, Phyllis, out there, I hope yes. you're listening. I'm sure she is. Yes, yeah. Now, you know, I interview uh, fascinating and interesting people, and um, some are more so than others. But, Earl, uh, you're pretty interesting to me, and I know you've got some fascinating um, hobbies that you that we're going to talk about, but I also know a little more personal stuff about you and your wife. Um, first of all, let's give our audience a, a background on okay. Earl Stevens. You are originally from? Stearns, Kentucky. Ah, up there in Stearns, where the train runs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My okay. father worked for the coal company for 42 years. Did he? As, as a blacksmith. And I graduated from the high school in 1953. Okay. It was funded by the coal company. Really? Well, yeah, yeah Okay. And everything in the town was owned by one man, R.L. Stearns. And he and owned every house. <laughs> yeah, it was like Wilder, Tennessee, which exactly. is up close to Monterey. Yeah. Had its own commissary, everything. We had our own money script. Yep. Our own water system. Our own heating system so, with steam. They generated their own electricity. Wow, so obviously Stearns, Kentucky is named after Mr. this Mr. Stearns that, uh-huh. that owned the whole kit and caboodle, yeah. so to speak. And he also donated 19,000 acres to Pickett State Park in Pickett, Tennessee. He donated okay. all the property. Pickett County? Yes. Okay. All he right. donated 19,000 acres for that. Wow. Well, how do you do? Didn't know that. Yeah. Learn something every day, folks. Don't ever think you're too too old to learn because you're not. Now, Earl, um, how on earth did you end up in Cookville, Tennessee? Long, long story. Make it short. <laughs> this is not a long show. <laughs> well, after I – let me insert something here. Okay. When I was playing basketball for Stearns, mm-hmm. I was interviewed by three men from – East Tennessee Tech, or state. East Tennessee State, okay, yeah, up in Johnson as, City. Right. As a, a full scholarship, the night they scouted us, I got, I got 29 points. Well, yeah, so they offered you a scholarship. A free everything. Oh, wow. And free I ride. I didn't take it. Okay. <laughs> I went to work for a power company in Dayton, Ohio, Dayton Power and Light. I'm familiar with Dayton Power and like. I spent 37 years there and retired at age 55. I've been retired 29 years from there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're just a young fella, aren't yes, you? Yes, I yeah, am. That's what I thought. You're about as young as I am. <laughs> I've got chickens older than you, too. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, well, you probably do. But this one old hen's going to get there. I'm going to live to be 100, let me tell you. Well, anyway. I've got 17 years till I'll be 100. Is that is that all you got? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, yes. I knew that, but <laughs> thank you for sharing that. I, there's two things I especially want to talk about with you today, and uh, one of them is I know that you, you and your wife are Christians. That's yes. your belief, and I know that um, you had an opportunity to leave the United States, uh, and I know that you shared your Christianity as best you could 
you worked in the uh, United Arab Emirates, Emirates and yeah, Phyllis went with you. How many years were you there, and we, what did you do? We spent one year there, and I was the overall the maintenance for the hospital. It was a maternity hospital there from mm-hmm. America. I had 20 men that worked for me, and most of them from India, Pakistan, and Syria. Wow. So, Hotbeds uh, of unrest today, for sure. Yes, yes. Was back then, too, I guess, wasn't it? Well, it wasn't too bad then. Uh, we all Early got, 90s. Is what we, we, we came back in 92. Okay. All and right. we built a house in Cumberland Coal. Yep. All right. And I had a sister in Crossville, and I bought property just to be with her. Sure. And we built a house there, and we lived in Cumberland Cove for 21 years. Wow. And now you 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 moved to Cookville. Yeah, so we, you, you lived in, in Cumberland County for a... No, I lived in Putnam. Half, oh, was that, your house was in Putnam? Yes, okay. half of Cumberland Cove was in Putnam, half in Cumberland. Right. Yeah. Okay, now I know I want you to share this story, which it gives me the creeps, but it has made a, a, an imprint on my mind because I have a... a unhealthy fear about certain things uh, and i'll explain what i'm talking about but i i have heard phyllis and you talk about you you lived in a in a tense like situation and you had uh, you had to keep the rodents away from your beds that was <laughs> that's that, what i have an unhealthy feelings about i don't like rodents of any kind that was in peru oh and we we lived what they called a hotel for two dollars a night, <laughs> and it was like just like a open air barn, and you had to keep. Yeah, we had to put mosquito netting up to keep the rats off of us. No, and you can't. Now, believe why it. were you in Peru? I was thinking this was when you were in the United no. Arab. No, Emigrant. we went from Peru to United Arab Emirates. I've been in Venezuela also. Okay, well now in Peru, were you working? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we remodeled a, a young missionary's house. As an electrician, that is? No, what? as a carpenter and electrician. Both. Both. Okay. All right. Talking with uh, Earl Stevens today, who's a man of uh, many talents, and uh, he's going to live to be 117-plus uh, years, maybe, and we'll get you to 105, maybe, Earl. Oh, I'll take that. <laughs> You'll take that. Okay. Uh, anyway, let's go back. So you've been to Peru, Venezuela, and the uh, United Arab Immigrants, right? right. Yeah. So uh, all as part of your livelihood. We was on the Ucali River in Peru, which we Wycliffe Bible picked us up in float planes. There was no roads to where we was at. You had to go in by float plane on the Ucali River. Float plane. Yes. Okay, so this is a plane that flies and floats too. Yes. Okay. Indeed. Yeah, same pictures. Yeah. And uh, the river, we 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 had to drink. Our drinking water came out of the river. Straight which out? Straight out. We had to boil it. God bless you, Phyllis. <laughs> that's all I can say. <laughs> and then put bleach in it. Then make Kool-Aid out of it so we could drink it. Oh, my word. And the mosquitoes there was awful. Did you have mosquito netting over? No? Just to keep the rats off of us, yes. But while he's working, no. No. Do you mean that if you hadn't done that, rats would have been in bed with you? Yeah. One, oh. one, one crossed me and my came 
came across my chest. Well, that'd have been it for me. I'd have died right there on the spot or or run so hard I'd have gone to the river, I guess, yeah. and drowned. I, I just don't like Well, we, we bathed in the river. We drank water out of the river. And we transported by the river. Lord have mercy. How did you ever talk Phyllis into doing that? What, whatever possessed you to leave the United States to go to these countries? The Lord's leading. Okay. Well, that's good enough for me. <laughs> and uh, so uh, that's that's pretty good, though, yeah. to go to these, these different countries. And, we and, worked Katrina, too, as volunteers. Oh, did you really? We worked. Well, I didn't know that about you. Yeah, you know, we I worked twice in Kansas City, Missouri, on a new church as an electrician, mm-hmm. twice in Ohio as an electrician. See, I've been an electrician for 65 years. Okay, going to, to the Ohio Power Electric and Power Company, yeah. That's did you know how to be an electrician? Had you No, they taught you there? Yes, I went through an apprentice program. Okay, are you a master electrician? Yes, ma'am. I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> Well, in addition to to that, as your profession, let's say, I know you have a hobby that that is uh, quite interesting. You, brought, I wish our audience out there in Radio Land could see what you've brought in. I know you deal with such things as walking canes, walking sticks. You you especially are fond of 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 making knives mm-hmm. and uh, many, many other things. You brought two knives and, and a walking stick. Now, the handles of the walking stick and the knives were made from deer bone, am I right. correct? The white-tailed deer here in this area. And I imagine you collected some of your own white-tailed deer when you lived in Cumberland Cove? hmm In the backyard? Yeah. No, uh, no, we wasn't allowed to shoot them in Cumberland Cove. Oh, really? So no. you had to go elsewhere? The uh, friends... Give me when they find out I make knives out of them. And say, oh, I got something I'll give you. They're, if you've never seen a deer bone, they're very interesting. Now, mm-hmm. what bone is that that the knives are? I mean, they're curved. Yeah, that comes. This comes straight off of the skull. See, this it's called a shed. This is on the skull, and I cut that off and polish it. See, get out of here. <laughs> You learn something new. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter how old you are. Now, this walking cane is is cool. Is that in it, Craig? Both of them are. That's pretty nifty. And you, that's what kind of wood is that? I really don't know. I bought this in, in Berea, Kentucky. Already made? No. No, just a piece of wood? Just a piece of wood. In Berea, Kentucky? Yeah, we travel around the different antique malls and stuff looking for things. Okay. okay. It was in the mall. Greg just told me that we can uh, make pictures of these uh, very interesting knives in this cane, put them up on Facebook, and you can even see them. And, oh, I'm glad you get to see them now. On uh, News Talk, of course, 94.1, 1600 on your radio dial, AM. But it will be on Facebook. But if you're listening to us, you're, of course, know where you are on your radio. I hope if you don't, you're going to come back to us. So we're going to take a break right here, right now. And don't you go too far. You stay in that car or you stay in that kitchen or whatever it is you're doing. And Earl Stevens and I will be back in just a minute. Welcome back. This is Judy Duke on Local Matters talking to a fascinating and interesting gentleman, Mr. Earl Stevens. Now, Earl, during that break, you said you want to tell me a story. And I said, no way, don't you tell it on on, on the air. So go for it, buddy. Well, 
I was a troubleshooter for a power company. I had a call, a noisy meter. Okay. So I knocked on the door, and the real elderly lady answered the door. Mm-hmm. And I asked her, I said, is the meter in the basement? And he, she said, yes, it is. So she followed me to the door to the basement downstairs. I said, watch that dog down there. I said, well, I'm not afraid of dogs. <laughs> and she said, he's coming through the sewer. Oh. And I went down, checked everything. Okay, and I come back upstairs. She said, did you see that dog? Oh, dear. I said, no, ma'am, I did not. He's coming through the sewer. I said, where's your noisy meter? She <laughs> said, Sonny, come and go with me. And she went into the range, electric range, opened the oven door and said, stick your head in there and you can hear it. Oh, Lord, <laughs> So you got to satisfy the customer. And I yeah, did. You do, and, don't you? And it was the timer up on the top was dry and was running. It makes a noise. Right. She, I explained oh, that to her. And her she heart. said, no, no, no. Says that when a neighbor wants to bother me, he turns a switch on to bother oh, me. bless her heart. How old do you suppose she was? I say in her 90s. Bless her heart. I had an aunt that, sim- something a little bit similar, but not similar, but she calls my mother one night when she was way up, way up there, and, and God rest her, she's now in heaven, but yeah. uh, she said there was a man in the tree outside her window, and she was scared, and, and she was going to call the police. Well, this happened like night after night after night. And the police came out, and there was nobody in the tree, just like there was no dog in the sewer. But you know what? In that kind of business where you're dealing with older people, any anybody that, that deals with mm-hmm. those of us who, as we age, you know, I can't remember things like I used to could, and there's all kind of things that happen to us. Mm-hmm. But you have to be a special kind of individual to do what you do and to well, be kind and say, well, you know, let me reassure you that, that's there about is. three quarters of the story. Oh, so I'm ex- sorry. You finish it. <laughs> I thought that was the end of it. No, I explained everything to her and excused myself. And it was a retaining wall, about a four foot retaining wall. Mm-hmm. She said, "Now looky there. See all those dead birds." She says, "When the neighbor wants to bother me, he puts dead birds on there, and there was not one bird on that wall." Okay. So I flagged a catering policeman down. And ask him if he'd ever been to the address I just came from. He said, yeah, did you get that dog out of the basement? <laughs> oh, bless her heart. Oh, she'd called the police and she'd called you and all. Oh. Well, I asked him, I said, how come she's not been taken care of? And she, he said, until she hurts somebody or herself, we can commit her. But she has no relatives Oh my! and nobody to commit her. Oh, God, spare me from that because, yeah, you know, oh, that's so sad. But there are yeah. many, many out there like that. Yes, indeed. Unfortunately. And, you know, the kinder we can be to to people, you know, I have always admired the Japanese culture because of how they treat their elderly. I mean, they're, mm. they've got them up there on pedestals. Right. And, right. and Korean families do that. The people in the Far East, they have a tendency to take care of the elderly i'm not so sure we're good at that well i don't think so either uh Uh, in this country unfortunately and now that i'm on the doorstep of that age in my life when things start 
drooping, sagging, changing, whatever, you know. Uh, yeah, we won't talk about that on live radio, will we? But anyway, um, you know, it, they're so – and we, we, we seem to push the elderly away and mm-hmm. say, well, just go on and die. You know, I mean, there are people who feel that way. Right. And unfortunately, this country has a – I attribute my good health. I've never smoked in my lifetime. Okay. And never drank. All right. So, and take, you're how old? 80? 83. 83. Okay. And I take one pill a day for maintenance of blood pressure. One pill a day. Good grief. I take a handful. <laughs> All, most of them are, are vitamin type yeah. things, uh-huh. though. So, now, Phyllis, my wife takes quite a bit of vitamins and different things, but mm-hmm. she's in good health, too. Good. That's yeah. good. And I know you're very active. You yeah, you yeah. you still uh, well you you do your carving and uh, what else do you make besides uh, knives and and canes, walking sticks and such? Well, that's about it because I haven't got that much time. I work part time for Hooper Huddleston Horner Funeral Home, right? Transporting bodies and you visiting. go all over the country for them, don't you? Yes, I've been to Washington D.C. twice picking up bodies or delivering bodies. That that. Sorry, but that reminds me, you being an electrician, ever see someone get electrocuted in on the job? Yes, ma'am. We I've helped pick up six people that got into our 7,200 volts. Oh. And what it, does that do to a body? Fright? Fright, exactly. Their saliva is steam. Oh, my word. Instant death, I suppose. Yes. And their hair, it burns all the hair off their head. Oh, my goodness. And... Their their face is almost purple. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it, mm-hmm. I did mouth-to-mouth resuscitation on one guy between two billboard signs. Oh, my word. He got into our 7200, and he was using that to hold now, on Now, let's to. explain to our audience what a 7200 okay, is. Okay, in front of your house at the transformer, the top wire it goes into that transformer is 7200, and it transforms it down to 12240 for the house service. For the house service. I've also been a state electrical inspector for seven years. Have you ever come close to getting in trouble that way yourself? Yes, ma'am. We call that getting tied up in it. I got tied up in it and couldn't talk, couldn't hear. Oh, my word. So you've been, uh, been shocked. There. Oh, right. very much. Yeah. Well, hello. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do that for a living. That's dangerous stuff. Although I already yeah. knew that, but yeah. it is. Yeah. Well, I did that for thirty-seven years. Wow. That's the reason I'm gray-headed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I believe that or not, but it may be added to your stress level. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, talking with Earl Stevens, a uh, former Kentuckian uh, world traveler. Yes, ma'am. And, um, I've been to Alaska in the military. I got out what of branch? the Air Force. I, uh, was, I bet you did the same thing in the Air Force. Yeah, I sure did. <laughs> and I, I was in Alaska when they made it a state in 1959. Really? Yes. Did you celebrate with them? Yes, I did. Good. They had a nice parade and everything. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And Phyllis is right there by your side. No, she didn't. I, she didn't go to Alaska with she you? She wasn't able to. I was just an enlisted man. In the, the, oh, this before you married? No, I was married. He was married to her. Yeah, I got uh, drafted. 
Okay. Instead of going to the Army, I was went to the Air. Was this in the 60s? Yeah, 50, 58. Like 50s, early 60s. 57, yes. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, you've had an interesting life. Yes. As far as I'm concerned, you have. <laughs> what about the guy that you gave uh, math-to-math uh, resuscitation to? Well, Did he live? No, no. He was dead when I was working on him. You can tell when they're dead. So it doesn't bother you to have a a dead person in the back of a vehicle? None whatsoever. They don't bother you at all. <laughs> they don't talk too much, do they? <laughs> no, I would. Well, you know, some people have a real fear, mm-hmm. I guess, for lack of a better word, about bodies, dead folks, uh, mm. which we're all going to get there sooner or later, I sure. in one form or the other. So, uh, but um, doesn't bother you, does it? None whatsoever. I've talked with some, some morticians before. Yeah, uh, you know about that, and I, you know, there are really some people who don't even want to be in a in a room with a person uh, with a body. I mean, uh, even a funeral home. Right. I've observed some of the visitations I've worked, mm-hmm. and some of the people won't even come inside the room where the body right. is. Right. And they, you cannot get them to come in and sit down. And... Well, I don't know that I would want to drive an ambulance. Uh, or do what you have to do, pick up people who've been mm-hmm. electrocuted or try to help them revive yeah. them. I remember I there may have been more than this, but I specifically remember a young fellow. I don't know that he was so young, but he worked for the city in the electric department, and he, he was electrocuted. Mm. Uh, well, but I'm, I've seen other people who, okay, I have met people who have been uh, electrocuted, I guess, maybe that's the wrong word, for a a lightning bolt? Yes. What's the difference? Well, the lightning is much stronger than 7,200 volts. Really? Yes. Well, I don't know anything about electricity. I just know that... It's a lot... I turn my light on Mm -hmm. and I turn my light off. Oh, you're one of those. I am. I got a story again when I had a call. Oh, I know. You're a great storyteller, by the way. (laughs) We're almost out of time here. But I do know you're a storyteller. Have we got time? All right, we're going we're gonna to take the time here. Talk faster. Okay, I had a call that a high bill complaint mm-hmm. from an elderly lady, and I always took a computer printout with me. Right. And I talked to her and couldn't find anything wrong, and I explained she had got a new TV, and that was on her problem. So I said, ma'am, I think I know what your problem is. And she says, what? I said, on your receptacles, you've got everything plugged into the top receptacle, and I think it's leaking out that bottom. And she believed me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Here, I was thinking you were so nice to these little elderly people. (laughs) Well, she was very satisfied. (laughs) Oh, that satisfied her? Yes, it did. (laughs) <laughs> well, all right then. I guess that's all right. So glad to have you with me Thank this you. afternoon, Earl. You're a, you're a big storyteller, and you're quite the jokester, which we didn't even get into. <laughs> but I don't want to turn you loose on that one because we'd be here for three weeks. Because you crash. Yes. You you're full of wit and uh, wisdom. Many times I don't think you even mm-hmm. know that you are. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much. Check out Facebook. 
and see what Earl does. The Facebook for News Talk Radio 94.1. Check it out. Glad to know you, my friend. Thank you. Glad to know you folks.